previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. After three weeks of travel since the Prussian Canal system, you're at Principium. So here's the thing. Do we follow, see where Caxius is at, and try to use him to get closer to the Diadem Exorius and then cut him off? Whatever we can do the quickest. Yeah, and if we go find it first, we can always wait for him to show up and then kick his ass. So in our flashback, we should have enough theoretically to be able to find where we were, right? This city looks nothing like how it was when you were last there and is beyond anything you could possibly imagine. You can see a collection of towers that stretch high into the sky. Above all of these structures, there are boxcars being transported between sections of the city. We would see them as an elevated train. I'd like to ride that to the center of the city. I think when we were leaving the castle in our flashback, we did specify a certain direction that we went, so we should be able to find it, even if it doesn't look the same. Hello, my name is Isabel. Welcome to Principium's Elf Track. You and your friends are not permitted on the Elf Track. Can we just go to, like, the next turnstile over? (laughs) Hello, my name is Isabel. Welcome to Elf Track. Wait a minute. I'm sorry, but you and your party are not permitted on this track. How the fuck? (laughs) It's a trap. If you would like to file a grievance, you may do so with the Elf Track corporate headquarters in Sector 2. Hey, what's that over there? Okay, so while she's looking, I want to cast Pass Without Trace, making me and my group undetectable. Let's just get on the bus. You can see that there is a giant billboard with a giant arrow that says, Elf Track Corporate Headquarters, this way. Uh, when we get to the door to Elf Track, I, I demand to speak to your manager. Sir, c- I demand to speak to your manager now. Perhaps I can help you. Manager. If you Manager. Would... <laughs> <laughs> I believe that we can offer you a pass this time. All right, let's just hop on the damn train. You're approaching the area where you think the cave entrance should be, and where you think that it should be is one of the giant walls that form the sectors of the city. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Matt Smith. So, Paul, I was trying to remember what the currency in Harry Potter was. I can remember there were, there were the galleons and the sickles, but I can't remember what the third one was. Do you remember what it is? Uh, nuts. Nuts, which I drag across Paul Camper's forehead. Wait, is that really? Eric Nemeth. All right. I have something to ask all of our listeners. I need all of you to please message Betty White asking her for a date with me. I love her. Brad Renfro. Hey, Paul, I know a guy with a little dick who sounds like an owl. I'm interested in who that person is. Who exactly? Oh, it's you, Ben Renfro. (laughs) I'm going to get him good. So I just uh, came to realize that Stanford's mascot is a tree. And you know what trees have? Sometimes trees have nuts that grow on the trees. And you know what nuts do? They drag on Paul's face. That was quite the setup there. Last but not least, Brad Richards. Yeah, I don't really have a uh, clever one this week. I'm just going to absolutely assault your forehead with uh, my nuts. I really should. I'm thinking now that I should have gotten Ben and said, 
something a little bit better, but oh well. Fucked up. Well, you, I mean, you would know that, like, if you went to Stanford. Yeah. Like you, if you you're would be smart enough, enough to get oh, in. Oh, my God. <laughs> if, you, if you're just a little more sharp. I think you got to start getting more sharp, like, now, if you want to actually have a shot to get in. Thanks, thanks for the pep talk, guys. <laughs> Arizona State. You dumb piece school. of shit. <laughs> well, until I manage to get into Stanford. You sound that so confidently. <laughs> I'm going to lead you guys in creating a 5th edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. How does that sound? You think Stanford cares about that? So right you- now. <laughs> what, have, what have you done since graduating from Ohio State? Uh, well, actually, it's the Ohio State. And uh, I made a podcast. We played Dungeons and Dragons. They listen to it. They will never let They'll you like, in. Who is this loser? <laughs> <laughs> My whole goal is to break you down enough as kind of like a, a negative reinforcement to make you actually try harder to get into Stanford. So I will dedicate the rest of my time to making you feel like shit and, and superior to all of us. I think they only let the tonedest of the toned into Stanford, though. <laughs> I'm going to be real honest with you. Is Paul the most Paul, you you got to turn up question? Some. <laughs> no, they, Paul mis, misheard it and he thought it said the uh, most boned. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I you know, you guys are just the best friends. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, you suck. Love you, big daddy. Fucking <laughs> fucking die. All right. So let's pick up where we left off last time. You guys had made it to Principium. You saw the massive structure that it had become. It was a sprawling city with a conglomerate of towers all in the center with flaring walls that sloped down to the edges of the city. I'll show you the massive structure that I've become. Just by hearing my voice. Whenever I see Betty White. My next character's name is going to be Stan Ford. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, have, you'll have stands for Stan. Oh, die. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so once you got to Principium, you took a ride around on the Elf Track, which is the elevated uh, wagon train, and... After some mishaps, you eventually made your way to the area where you recall the cave where the circlet of the Diademic Zorius was in the past. But now that you've gotten there, you see that the general area where the cave entrance should have been, there is now one of those sloping walls that comes down from the top of the city and sprawls down towards the edge of the city. Wasn't there, like, a nice, um, like rock or like some indentation we like push in to like unlock the door I want to look for it okay uh, give me a perception check 20 naturally or non non okay you don't see any of the runes naturally <laughs> runes that you saw in the crypt of Parmar or on the door where Parmar had placed the staff in your flashback however Based on you looking around, you do see that some of the buildings do seem to have been built into the wall itself. And do I still have that um, staff that was like the key or whatever that would illuminate the previous crypt? Yeah, unless, I mean, you never got rid of it, so you still have it. Okay, okay. Is there anything that lines up with that symbol based on my 20 roll? Again, no. Okay. You don't see anything on the streets. The The only thing that you have been able to perceive while looking for the runes was that some of the buildings seem to have been built into the wall. Uh, quick question. Is my ring glowing at all for any demons in the area? 
Uh, what's the range of your demon ring? I'm fucking kidding me. Ooh, which means they're in the city. I swear to fuck. <laughs> I think it was a hundred yards, but I'm not sure. I don't think it was yards. Might be a hundred feet. I don't have the reins written down. Okay. Uh, a hundred feet or even a hundred yards. No, you don't sense any demons. Your ring isn't glowing. I just want to make sure we're not being followed. Are we pretty confident that yep. this is exactly where we want to get through this wall? No. <laughs> <laughs> we're confident enough. You guys have your hammers on you? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, Shatter deals uh, max damage to uh, non-organic material. Just shatter the wall. <laughs> and then if that doesn't work, I'll physically shatter the wall. Yeah. Let's try it. Are there do, any guards nearby? Do I have my hammer? Oh my like god, wait. Oh, right here. I'm totally not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> um, you do see guards both to your left and to your right, and they are approximately five blocks in either direction. And then you do also see that there are walkways along the sloping walls and like little, little platforms every now and then up and down the expanse of it and guards are popping out on those platforms every once in a while and on top of the fact that there are guards there are swarms of people right, so you said look, they're buildings like basically like in the wall right like built into the wall yes yeah, some of them are alright I want to find a guard I'm going to walk up to him be like hello good sir I judo chop him <laughs> what me or the guard <laughs> Both. <laughs> yes. The guard turns to you and says, Well, hello there. How may I be of assistance, citizen? Hi, we're, uh, we were hired to work on one of these walls here, and, um, we're not entirely sure. They, they didn't tell us how to exactly get in there. So, uh, we're trying to figure out which of these buildings we need to, you know, work through so we could get the proper permits. Wait, you're trying- So we can come back and, uh, work on, uh, maintaining this wall here. You're trying to convince a guard that this band of people was hired to go in and work on walls, and one of us can't even see straight. <laughs> well, he's the, uh, he just holds the stuff. <laughs> I, I, I'm, the, I'm the demolition he doesn't. He doesn't swing the hammer. <laughs> he puts on his helmet and just runs straight through the wall. I promise I do the demo side of things. <laughs> yeah, we just give him a hammer and say, all right, go nuts. <laughs> we fix it. Just, uh, Brixius just turns into a Donkey Kong hammer. <laughs> All right, whatever we have to do, do not let do not let the guard look at his eyes. <laughs> this is all going to be blown to hell. We use his head as a hammer. The guard looks you up and down and goes, "You are supposed to be working on the wall." Well, not me specifically. I'm just the uh, I'm the hiring manager, you know. All right. So they they just sent me out here to figure out what what we need before we uh, we get started. I'm a supervisor. Okay. See, that makes sense. Well, uh, go ahead and give me a persuasion roll, Abe. <laughs> it's going to be terrific. It's going to be huge. <laughs> My goblins are going to do everything correctly. It's going to be fantastic wall. Uh, and then we're going to make uh, the Salt Mine Valley pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 17. <laughs> I promise there's going to be no new taxes for this wall. I'm sorry. Uh, you do somehow manage to convince this guard that you are a uh, a surveyor of sorts and that you're estimating what sort of work needs to be done. So he says, 
Well, if you're trying to get into the wall itself to inspect the aqueducts, then uh, you'll want to go to the service hatch about five blocks farther west. That's what we were looking for. Cool beans. Is that just like, when you say service hatch, is that just like in the wall or like on the street and we got to go through some sewers? Is that like inside a building? I don't want to, you know, just walk into someone's home and have them be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing here? No, it'll be it'll be along the wall there, but make sure that you have your permit handy so that they let you through. Cool, cool. Thank you, sir. I pull my papers of nobility that are rolled up, got them right here, and start walking away. All right, hold on. I got to see what you can get away with with those nobility papers. Oh, uh, they're rolled up, so you can't tell what's in them. I think he's just flashing them to be like, oh, these are our true golem. Yeah, it's an they're... official-looking document. No, oh, I don't I think see, there's actually stats and stuff around. I'm not going to show them what it's it looks just... like. It just looks official as hell. So, yeah, you walk down following the directions of the guard, and you do see, after the appropriate distance, that in the wall there is a, a metal door that has been secured with a latch, and there is a guard outside of it. I pick. There's a guard. I pick. Secretly. What, the wedgie out of your ass? What are you picking nope. here? I walk over to the guard. We need in here to inspect the tunnels for the aqueduct. He looks you up and down. I'm, 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 I'm sorry, who who are you? We're with the city. <laughs> I don't know. We're city workers. I'm the supervisor for this bunch. I want to walk up to him and I want to just look like really tired. Just really like 300% done with any shit. <clears throat> just be like, hey man, we all just came out from up by the pressure canal systems doing some surveying up there and they didn't really tell us what we need to do they were just like hey you need to go look at these walls asap and we just need to get in okay give me another persuasion check and give do it with advantage because after looking into the noble background there is a feature that says that he has the perception of being accepted anywhere as if he's supposed to be there by common folk so, uh, this guy is a little bit more alert, but Prothean gives you advantage by being there. Another 17. Okay, again, uh, the guard goes, oh, I'll, all right, man, like, no problem. Here, and he unlatches the door and says, go on in. Just, uh, be quick about it, all right? Because we're going to be changing shifts and they're going to need to inspect you again. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And he closes the door behind you. Inside, you see that the interior of the wall, there is a very long corridor. And approximately 50 feet to either end, there are like service hatches that go up and down into the floor. And that repeats every 50 feet down the length of this immensely long corridor. This will probably go down. So we had to go like five blocks in one direction, right? To, to come down to the service hatch from where we, we thought that the cave used to be? Well, six blocks, because you went a block to get to the guard, then another five blocks. So when, when we found, like, the outside of the wall, we were like, okay, if, like, you know, we're looking directly at where we thought this cave used to be, right? Yes. So I want to walk back to that area, like, on the inside of the wall now, I suppose. Okay. You make your way back there, and uh, you do see that there is a service hatch that leads down. Just the one that leads down? There's not one that leads up also? There's one that also leads up. I guess we're going down. <laughs> I mean, that one wasn't mentioned, so yeah, let's go down. 
You guys head down the service hatch, and it is a small circular space with a rusty, well, mostly good condition, but flecks of rust along the handrails of a metal ladder. And you follow it down, down, down. Is it to Goblin Town? Because they like us there. <laughs> I would like a... Who, what's, the, what's the order of people? I'm towards the front. I would be towards the back. Yeah, I'm probably fourth or fifth. I guess I'll be second. So that puts Prothean in the middle? Yup. Okay, Ambionitis, give me a dexterity saving throw, please. Way to roll there, guy. Mm. That's a netty one. <laughs> you slip, you lose your grip, and you fall... Wait. On your nip. <laughs> you fall on the tip of... I swear to God, I had advantage on something. Your nip. Proceed. On top of your brother Brixius's head. Nice. I never saw it coming. So now I need Brixius to give me a dexterity saving throw. Wait, does it matter if I have advantage on dexterity saving throws? It does. It does. That 100% matters. <laughs> I didn't know. Natural 20. I 91. 90 20. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Swear to fuck. All right, so that never happens. You do not slip and lose your grip and fall on the tip of Brixius's head. You hold on firm. Firm as shit. And you continue on your way down. And you eventually come to a location deep underground. It has grown very, very cold. You're very thankful that you're wearing your winter gear. And I should mention that all of this is lit. Hell yeah! It's lit! All of this is lit. There are lamps suffusing a nice warm glow all throughout these corridors. But you come down to the ladder lets out into another long corridor. It doesn't extend as far. This corridor only goes maybe 300 feet in either direction. And there is a metal grating along the floor. And you can hear that there is water rushing underneath you. So this this corridor is much round or much larger, much rounder, and there is water running underneath you. Am I the only one that's going to ask why all the lanterns lit? The service bay. Because it's a dungeon and all the torches are just always lit when you go into a dungeon. Bingo. Because the party don't start till I walk <laughs> in. <laughs> Alright, so it's lit for no reason. Or there's someone down here. I don't ask questions. Fair enough. Let's go. Prothean, if you want to inspect the lamps, you, you may. I'm going to inspect the lamps because that is suspicious as fuck. What kind of role are you making? Investigation. Okay. An, an inspection of lamps. That's some untormian bullshit right there. I got 12. Um, based on what you could see, it looks like they're just always lit. All right. But yeah, so at the, we'll call it the west end of the corridor, you can see a metal door. And at the east end of the hallway, there is a panel with a bunch of levers on it. Do, based off of uh, what we remember, do we know like what direction-ish that the uh, little like staff key slot rock hole in the wall was? You could give me a survival roll. Does the staff react to being around the keyhole? No, it has never done that in the past. Rolled a a 20, non-naturally. You're pretty sure that you're deeper underground than you were when you 
originally went into the cave. So when, before we came down this ladder or whatever, were we at the same, like the right level that we needed to be? Or? It was closer. You felt more appropriate at ground level than you do now. Because the whole landscape has changed, it, it's hard to judge exactly where it was supposed to be, but you you know that that was the general location from the center of the city. And you can also judge that when you had gone into the service entrance, that it was approximately the same, the appropriate elevation. But also remember when you originally went to the cave, it was in the side of like a small cliff. So it was a little bit lower than what the city was built upon. So can I just like walk down the wall vertically to whatever point I believe it to be at? Again, so (laughs) you can't, just by having been there once and now being in a different time with different structures all around you, you have a sense of where it should generally be, but you don't know exactly where this old thing should be within this new structure. You know it's somewhere around here. All right, well, so you said east and west. Which, uh, Which direction was... Do one of those correspond with like the direction we were already headed like into the wall or are those like left and right to that? The the corridor going west and east is parallel with the corridor that you were in above. All right, so one of those is in the same direction that we were walking, right? Correct. All right, so let's go to the end of that. That's the same direction. Same direction as what? As where we were headed to find the old entrance to the cave. Back in the golden days. Okay, so here's what, refresher, here's what happened. You guys got to a point where you were like, here's where the cave should be. We think it should be, but there was a wall. So then you walked six blocks west, entered into the hall, into the wall. Then you walked six blocks east, went down a service hatch. You now have going west or east. So you you had already gone back to the place where Outside the wall, you were like, this is general, we think it should be here. Then you descended into the ground, and now you're like, we think we're deeper than where it should be. So is east and west going, like, along the wall, or is it going in and out of the wall? Along the wall. It's with the wall. Along the wall, okay, okay. Uh, And one's just, like, another service hatch, and one's a panel of levers? Yes, east is a panel with levers and buttons, and then west is a door. All right, I guess, can we look at the panel and see like what's up with it? See if any of it looks important, if it's labeled with a post-it note or an instruction manual. Give me a um, an arcana check. An arcana check? Kind of backward fucking bullshit. Gonna be a 19, you sack of shit. That's a really fucking good arcana check. Um... Looking at these levers and these buttons, you intuit that this appears to be a management system for the flow and the composition of the water that is running underneath you. Oh, yeah, fuck that. Let's let's not touch that. (laughs) Some of the levers could close sluice gates or open them further or deposit magical spells or chemicals into the water. I drink the water. Let's deposit magical LSD into the water. So you want me to pull all the levers? Let's put fluoride into the water and then release a pamphlet into Principium 
saying that Trugalan government is trying to poison them and control their minds. It's all about the COVID. We'll call it COVID-19. Let's say the water is full of 5G. <laughs> Let's drop five gold pieces into the water and say it, it's 5G water. <laughs> Couldn't we just be lawyers at that point and fight their cases? <laughs> so I'd like to go to the library and take out a copy of you old LSAT prep. <laughs> 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 Okay, but yeah, we probably should <laughs> if these control like the water level and there's like a grate of water like right below us, we probably shouldn't touch it because we'll drown ourselves and that's no fun. Unless we all want to roll new characters. Brixius just needs you to tell him what to do. You've been the one kind of, you you and Prothean <laughs> have been the ones kind of finagling your way through this and uh, talking, talking to people and getting us here. I don't really know what I'm doing, so... Brixius is a character. He's just waiting for instruction. <laughs> I just grab a random lava and pull it. What? Uh, uh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Alright, let's see what happens. <laughs> Shitballs. With a sound of disappointment. <laughs> you hear a grinding of gears. Underneath you, I guess it'd be. Underneath you, you hear a grinding of gears, and then the water's rushing sound seems to mute a little bit. Well, that worked. And, uh, Ambionitis, could you give me a insight roll? 16. 16? That's what I said. 60. Yeah, I rolled a 60. My modifiers are off the fucking chain. He only rolled a natural 2, but he could <laughs> Yeah, plus 58. So this seems to be a, uh, labyrinth of, like, corridors, right? Not necessarily a labyrinth. I mean, it's a service. It's a bunch of service entrances. Gotcha. I was going to say, if it was like a corridor or anything, I can go scout ahead real quick, just kind of flash into the shadow of the labyrinth we're in. By the way, for that insight roll, Ambionitis, you are looking around, and based on the fact that these are built in such an odd manner, you would think that intuitively, based on everything that you have witnessed from your time living in the wilderness with caves and such, that perhaps there is another cavern, so to speak, that is being boxed in by these other corridors. And we're all under we're all underground right now. You are currently underground. So it'd be it would be on the other side of this wall, is what you're saying. On the other side of the wall where the controls are? No, that's not what I'm saying. No, like on the other side of the wall going inward from the wall. Yes, somewhere inside this area, like if you're looking at an ant farm, and the ants have dug tu tunnels all over the place. Where they haven't dug tunnels, there might be a pocket that is that has not been dug through. What's the wall made of? Is it like brick and mortar? Um, yes. All right. Can we can we chip through some of that mortar and like try and see what's on the other side of like this layer of bricks at least? Where do you want to chip away? I guess just wherever. I can reach. I'm just trying to like poke a hole through the mortar. I'm not like trying to take the wall down. Okay. Well, right now, because you're in the larger tunnel and there's water rushing underneath you, you can't really, you'd have to lean out over the metal railing to get at the mortar. Or if you climb up into the service hatch again, you could easily just chip away at the mortar from the, uh, from the ladder. I'm totally down to walk up any vertical surface. Hmm. Can I take my pike and just kind of jab at the mortar across the railing. Sure. Give me um, an ath... Yeah, give me an athletics check. Twelve. 
yeah, you manage to poke some of the mortar and it dusts down into the into the flood of water below, but it doesn't chip, it doesn't break out any of the brick. Do you need to break out brick? I was just trying to see if like like if there was like a layer of brick wall and you bust through it and there's like cavern on the other side. So you need this wall busted through? I mean, I guess a little bit. Can I check real quick before we start busting down any walls if there's any like cave flora and or such around here that I could harvest for like incense burning and or whatnot? Well, this isn't a cave. This is a um, this is a service hatch. Maybe nice. Should we break down this wall? Would you like to do it, or you'd like for me to do it? Put your boots on. It's over a railing though, so it's got to be a bit of range. Both. Both. All right. I whip my snowfall shuriken and make it explode. All right, as you pull out your snowfall shuriken, you hear a voice call down from the top of the hatch you just climbed down. I call it back to me before I make it explode. <laughs> and uh, the voice says, Hey, are you down there? We're switching guards. We need you to come back up. We don't come back up. We're in the middle of a job. Yeah, can they see us? They can't see you right now. No, you guys. Let's just not respond. All right. Yeah. I want to hold, hold my finger up to the rest of the party and be like, shh. No, we're not down here. <laughs> uh, you're definitely down there if you just called back that you're not down there. Oh, right. Prothean, you should go talk to him. We're in the middle of uh, power tools. They don't know power tools. <laughs> <laughs> the old lightning enchanted drill. I walk up to, this inspection is going to take longer than we, we thought. We're going to have to stay down here a while. Well, they just want to check your papers. Yeah, I mean, that's not a problem, but we need to introduce you to the new guards. I mean, just tell them we're, to, tell them we're down here and, you know, like, we'll show them our crap on the way out. Like, it's, it's fine. We can just send Prothean up as the supervisor to talk to yeah, him while we keep going. I, walk <laughs> I think up that's there. fine. All right. Um, we'll do Prothean first, then. It's a podcast, this is our podcast, and this is The Mid-Roll with your DM, Paul Camper. To all of our listeners who are caught up and listening to each episode when it drops, thank you very much for your patience this week. Uh, we had a little bit of a delay, but no worries, we got it to you. Those of you that are binging to catch up, uh, nothing to see here. Move along, move along. <laughs> Glad to have you on this hype train, all of you, and uh, we hope you all keep listening. Once again. Uh, to all of our listeners, we want to express our hope that you are staying safe and healthy. And uh, as of July 17th, 2020, we are in the middle of a pandemic still. Even though things are opening back up, if you go out in public, please wear a mask. This isn't a political statement. This is a request that is being made by health professionals to help protect yourself and your neighbors. Studies have shown the effectiveness of masks at preventing the spread of disease. It's a mild inconvenience now so that we can get coronavirus under control, get back to what is considered normal, and keep the world from fear of going into lockdown and job loss again. But better than masks is staying home. 
which, if you do stay home, you can listen to the new music from Will Savino's Music D20 Project. How'd you like that segue? For as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash musicd20, you can listen and download dozens of amazing tracks for yourself or your virtual tabletop campaigns currently going on, including the theme created especially for this podcast, Principium. You heard it lead us into the mid-roll, and we absolutely love it here on the show. So check out Will's work at patreon.com slash musicd20. Speaking of Patreon, I mentioned it last week, uh, we are working on getting some extra content for you over at Patreon. Still a little bit until that actually happens and we launch that for you, but right now we're looking to do off-air recaps, which we'll post ahead of the regular episodes each week, bloopers, non-canonical episodes, and uh, we've got other ideas. But if you have anything that you'd really like to see on a Death Saving Bros Patreon account, let us know on social media. We are available via the handle Death Saving Bros on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Reddit. You can also get a hold of us by leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. Your review will get read on the air, and we'll be sure to take into account any feedback that you give. And that's all that I have for this week. The next episode release date won't be affected by the delay of this episode, but we are still sticking to that bi-weekly schedule until further notice. So you'll hear from me again on July 28th, 2020. Until then, stay safe, be well, and wear a mask. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Prothean, you make your way back up the ladder, and you see the same guard from before, and he says, Hey, man, I'm sorry. It's it's just protocol. Well, the rest of my guys are down there working, so I'm going to be on one up here for a moment. All right. Um, so why don't you follow me? I'll introduce you to the other guard. So what what exactly is it that you're down there trying to do? Like, I wasn't aware that we needed maintenance down there. We're inspecting all the walls for structural damage. Apparently they're doing some big construction or something, maybe another tower, I'm not sure. About my pay grade. Oh, okay. No one tells us anything. Yeah, I understand that. Obviously they didn't tell me you were coming. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. I thought they right in. I guess let's call it Sin City. <laughs> <laughs> so, you said the, the walls for integrity? Yeah, we're inspecting some walls, the water for the aqueduct. Okay. A little bit of everything down there. Well, I hope they're not trying to build a new tower. That'll cut right into the ballroom of the Alistair family. And you should write a very strong-worded letter. I had a rumor that might be moving to a new manor on the other side of town. Twice the space. Uh, figures. One of the oldest families in Trugala. They've definitely got the money. Half the time they have in parties, we can hear it echoing through these halls. It's a real pain in the butt. What do you actually know about that family? What do I know about them? I just heard some rumors. I'm sure... The rumors you've heard are exactly the same that I've heard. You know, they're rich beyond belief. They've got all sorts of magical objects that they're keeping hidden and they use it to blackmail the king. They're in it deep with the religious hierarchy and they have them in their pocket. You know, all that sort of stuff. 
Yeah, I've been hearing the same rumors. Side missions. And uh, at that point, you guys reach the service hatch where you originally came in. And he says, all right, so um, here's the new guard. This is uh, Harold. Harold, this is... Prothean. Prothean. Yeah, so Prothean, Harold. Uh, they got about six guys down there. Says they're inspecting the walls, doing some work on the walls down there for structural integrity. And Harold just goes, Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Harold doesn't give a shit. <laughs> you got your documents? Yeah, I left them back down there. They're with the guys down there. I could saw you on the way out. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Thanks for coming up here. I appreciate it. No problem. And that's the end of that. They close the door on you. Harold sounds like had a couple new ports. All right. Back down in the uh, aqueduct. All right. Me and Ambient Ice, I think uh, we should double Warhammer this wall, huh? As he's already rolled. Did you roll for hit on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> Not as good, but I think it'll hit a wall. 14 for me. Um, you miss. <laughs> Natty 18. You both hit the wall because it's not moving. Shit, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, with the wall's dexterity bonus, it's armor class. <laughs> the wall jumps out of the way. Uh, that is 16 damage from me. Whoa, you did 16? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do? Nine. It's <laughs> a <laughs> so solid 25 damage to a wall. Do we need to swing twice? Why don't you, just for the hell of it? 18's gonna hit. Yeah. I'm over 14. I like to change my staff into a very dense material. What kind of dense material, Brad? Adamantium. I don't care. Adamantine? All right. Um, every round that you have it in adamantine, you're gonna have to roll a d20. And if you roll a one, it shatters. Okay. That's only 10 damage there. Eight. 25 plus 18. All right, that's 43 damage in total to the wall. The bricks explode into powder. Nice. What's on the other side of Can them? Can we snort it? I mean, yeah, what's on the other I side? I swear to God, Paul, if you say more bricks, I'm going to drive down to Columbus. <laughs> I'm going to kick in the door to that closet you're sitting in. <laughs> and jerk off on your couch. Yeah, I'm going to jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> no, behind the bricks, you see natural earth. Yay. This wall was not structurally sound. The integrity has been compromised. <laughs> we're going to break it down. And <laughs> this yeah. is this is what we do for our job. We go we go around testing it. the structure of different places by just me and you hitting it with our hammers. <laughs> if it stands, great. If not, they need to do a better job. <laughs> Give me the captain or somebody down here. This wall was not sound. There's a big ass hole in it. <laughs> you don't fix it or offer to fix it. You just say, hey, you know, your wall is not good. <laughs> now pay us. Hey, your wall's that not sounds like a hustle right there. <laughs> wall's not going to hold shit. Why is that? There's a big fucking hole in there for starters. Jet, give me a d20 roll to see if your sh staff shatters. Not a natural one. Cool. Why did you change your staff into something that it might just disappear on you for? Well, I was going to possibly try to help you guys break through that wall, but you did that already. So at the earliest convenience, I'm going to change it back. <laughs> Did you doubt our ability to break through a mere wall? Yes, I saw you try to spear that priest. Hey, we don't and talk about it. <laughs> oh yeah, I got fucking stiff arm by that baby. That baby. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about the priest or the baby or the baby's mother. <laughs> like all the people of power that we should never get like stood up by a priest, a baby, and a woman. Or a mother. Whoa. A mother of a young child. That baby fucking... <laughs> 
Bo Jackson in my ass. That baby was built like a brick shit house. Prothean comes back down the ladder. Hey, Prothean, everything good up there? Yep. All right, so the wall broke. There's nothing on the other side. Abe, which other wall should we try next? Uh, so when you say it's earth, is it just like, I guess it's stone or is it like dirt or like... It's dirt. I walk over to it, pull out my great sword and try to shove it through it. See if it's stab your sword into the earth and it goes, and the entire city is a giant, one giant earth elemental. <laughs> if I go into like a deep meditative state, can I maybe recreate my vision and see where we should be? Uh, I'm going to resolve those in order. Stabbing the earth with your great sword, you just stab the earth and some of it breaks loose and that's all that happens. Um, deep meditative state, no. So I'm not actually going to have you roll because again, anything that you would get, you would gain from that meditative state would just be exactly what I've already told you, which is you're in the right general area, but right now it feels like you're too deep and before there was a wall in the way. So can we go up? Should I go up? Should we go up? We should go up. Should we climb the ladder a bit and then try to chip through the wall from there? Seems like Paul sort of suggested that. Seems like we have to sort of get maybe around these guards. We're already around the guards. I mean legally. Not literally. I mean... All right, Abe, so you said you want me to climb the ladder and hit the wall, okay? Yeah. Right? Yes. All right, I'll start climbing. You tell me when to stop, and then I'll start swinging. I climb. Don't I stop. <laughs> I just keep climbing. Don't step. A little bit further. Don't further. stop. Okay, hit it. And I bust through the wall. Give me a roll, because you're in a pretty confined space. We're breaking so many O's to violations. 21. Old OSHA. You hit the wall, um, but you can't get a full swing. You're just kind of like jabbing it <laughs> real fast. Okay. Do that motion again. You're 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 uh, jackhammering with your warhammer against the mm. brick. Jack offering. Mm-hmm. All right. Is it going to do enough? I don't know. You tell me. How much damage did you do? Oh, well, I, you're kind of acting. You didn't want me to roll damage, but. Uh, that's gonna be 14 on the first hit. Do you need me to go again? Keep jackhammering. Keep jacking it. <laughs> Abe's gonna be like, hey, hit it again! Alright, that's And then another... if any of the guards hear that, they'll just, you know, that's just how, like, they probably expect us to talk. That's another 12, so, uh, 26 damage there. You break through the wall, and again, you see dirt. Abe, there's dirt. Fuck! <laughs> Would you like me to try another spot? Maybe. All right. Hit the dirt. <laughs> All right. I it I I stick my thing through the dirt, and then you hit it with your warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. You start digging at the dirt with your hammer, and dirt is falling out. How much dirt do you want to dig? Because you have gone six inches in, and it's still dirt. Abe. How far should I go into this dirt? All the way. <laughs> maybe maybe that's good. <laughs> so only give it six, okay. All right. That's all you need. Is there anything else you want me to do while I'm on the ladder? So like, hmm. Should we start beating the piss out of this entire cavern? Yes. Until we find a door. <laughs> should we just play the game where me and you just run around hitting everything until we find something? So this this door in this this level that we're on now 
on the the west side of the <laughs> corridor. So, uh, can I like peek my head through that door and see what's what's up? The metal door at the end. Yeah. Yeah, you can uh, flip the latch on that and open it up. Inside, you find um, like a locker room. The lockers are all old and have fallen out of disuse. And you see that there is a tunnel that leads farther west. And then there's also a ladder that goes up. Do we still feel like we're lower than we should should be? Right. This is this is back on the uh, the same level as the aqueduct. So. It is too low. We should go up then. Yeah, let's try Let's try going up this ladder. You go up the ladder, and at the top there is a submarine hatch with the, uh, with the wheel. I need an athletics check from whoever is at the top of the ladder. You said athletics? Yes. Strength, minus one, 15. A 15 is just enough that you manage to creak the submarine handle and get it started and it starts unwinding you pop open the hatch and you find yourself in a wine cellar free wine fuck so nothing in here looks like it leads to where we need to go well you're in a wine cellar but it isn't lit like the service hatches below um who you have dark vision so looking around the wine cellar you can see that there are racks upon racks of various bottles of wine. You can see some some casks of ale and other uh, fermented beverages. And at the west end of the cellar, there is an archway with a staircase that leads out of the cellar. So we're going to collectively drink a barrel of whatever and head down that archway. I mean, it kind of sounds like we're just in someone's house now. But what if the door's through here? And we just start beating shit in. I like, that's, uh, that's possible, I guess. That's what I was saying, was if I like, if we could notice if there's any sort of like hidden door or like symbol that would let us know that this is where that... Well, I did hear story rumors about a manor not far away from us. This might be the manor. It has a bunch of magical items in it. They might have to circle it. Hmm. Hmm. Do you need me to try to break through one of these walls? I mean, there's some stairs right there, so I, I guess not. Okay. That's all I'm good for this episode is hitting walls. Beating shit down. Maybe Stealthy Boy here can try and take a peek up the stairs. I run up the stairs. <laughs> I'm the Stealthy Boy. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> I run up the stairs ben, behind you him. You don't have a Stealth Boy in your inventory. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot! <laughs> Darn it. The super mutants are going to see you, and they're going to go, Oh, tasty snack! And they're going to chase after you with super sledges. <laughs> Fresh meat. All right, so, um, Brixius and Jet. I try to kick his legs out while he's going down the stairs. I'm like, you're not stealthy. I trip him. It causes huge crash. <laughs> um, all right. Give me an, an attack roll, Jet. Wait, really? I wasn't. Okay. Well, if you're not being serious, then okay. Nope, we'll trip him. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why either. Naturally a 17. Okay, and, uh... Brixius, give me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, that's going to be a 17. <laughs> you rolled the exact same? Yep. All right. Well, no, his was naturally a 17. I don't know why he doesn't say what, what's I added don't, on to it. I don't remember, like, just for an attack roll, what, like, do I add anything to that? Well, yeah. It depends on what I'm using, but if it's dexterity, it's eight, 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 20, like 22 at least. No, I, it would be strength-based. So, actually... So, 22... 
My strength is, like, my dexterity is used by my strength for being a monk. Oh, cool. Then how come when you just made a strength check, you because used minus it was, one? Because it was using athletics where I use strength to, like, physically do something. Whereas if it's an attack or something like that, I'm using my dexterity instead. Okay. All right, so... How do you, <laughs> do you just like sweep the leg or do you do the thing where you just step on the back of his heel and he loses his sandal? Sweep the leg, Johnny. Oh no, I'm sweeping the leg and then I'm just like running up after him. I'm like, no, I'm the stealthy one. Okay. And give me a stealth check now, Jet. Falls backwards down the stairs, breaks his neck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick, what up, rolling? It was the Alistair family, right? Yes, the Alistair family. I rolled an 18. Naturally, or after all your modifiers? No, after all my modifiers. Okay. Uh, having run past Brixius and going up these stairs, you come to a wooden door. It's it's a low low staircase. It's it's one of the type that have very wide steps, and it circles around slightly, so you're really only going up like a half level. But at the wooden door, are you just opening it, or are you going to listen at the door? Oh, do my half-elf ears hear anything at the door? Give me a perception check. You got it. 21. You get to the door, and you quickly put your ear to the door, and you can hear the banging of metal instruments against each other, and you can hear shouts, and somebody... It's kind of muffled because of the door, but you can hear at one point that somebody shouts, You're burning it! Get out of the way! Hmm. Peek through the keyhole. Can I see anything through the keyhole with that roll? There's no keyhole. Oh, okay. So there are people in there, and they're doing some sort of burning of something. Smoking weed. I will tell the rest of the group this after I stealthily move down the stairs. I'm just going to casually walk up the steps and open the door. Walking with full purpose like I know what I'm doing and where I'm at. That noble, deucey walk. (laughs) All right. You do so, you open the door, and you come face to face with an entire kitchen staff in an an immaculate, whitewashed, tiled kitchen with three giant wood-fired ovens, pots and pans hanging all over the place, and an entire row of wood stoves that are cooking various bubbling brews. And they all stop and turn and look at you. Well, actually, no, because they're all busy. Only the nearest people stop and look at you, and you see who appears to be the head chef. He's a pretty skinny man, but he's got jowls going on, and his face is just, it looks way too large for his body, and he's got a big curly Q mustache, and he goes, What are you doing down here? Where's the mess of your house? My manservants got me lost on the way to the Alistair family manor. I asked him with full confidence. Uh, give me a persuasion check. This isn't the bathroom. (laughs) This is a bathtub. 21. Surprisingly, he looks a little bit flustered and goes, Oh, you must have come, you must have somehow, and he, he looks at you more closely and he sniffs and says, Have you had too much to drink, son? Perhaps you meant that you came, you lost your way down from the party upstairs? Yes. My manservants are supposed to be taking care of me and end up in the cellar. Yes, clearly you wound up in the cellar. I hope you didn't break your anything down there. There are some fine vintages. Now, skedaddle out of my kitchen. You need to get back up to the party where everybody else is. My manservants will be staying down there. Or you can lead them out. 
But they're pun you're being punished right now. The fuck? <laughs> it's not my job to keep track of your manservant. Either you go get him, or I'll leave him down there. Either way, get out of my kitchen and my cellar. I just turn pompously walk up away to the party. I guess we're going to come up after him, and I'm going to wait until Prothean's like kind of out of earshot. And I want to be like, sorry, man, you know nobles, you know, and then just like keep going. <laughs> I kind of want to cook a dish in front of this guy that's better than anything he's ever made before. Can you cook? Sure. What's the modifier? He's had to learn to cook from very little due to his low wages at the, the hammer fest. <laughs> he can make, can make a full course, three course meal from uh, some sawdust and uh, dried husks of ladybugs on the window. I'll just see a pot of soup and just pull a ratatouille where it's like it needs these ingredients. All right. Um, <laughs> Ambionitis Brixius and Abe. <laughs> file out of the cellar and the cook is still there and it's like oh my goodness how many manservants does one noble need get go get out of here and Jet lingers and uh, when you go to reach for one of the nearby pots he smacks you with a ladle oh, that motherfucker. does he hit his armor class though are you kidding me do you realize that this is burning right here that's an empty you pot you need to put no it is not an empty pot you have to fill it with your imagination. <laughs> I cook food down here, not fantasy. Now get. Food is fantasy. Now let me show you. And I really want to make a soup that this guy will just die for. Give me a persuasion roll. Persuasion's charisma. 16. He says, I have enough to worry about right now. If you want to join the kitchen staff, you can apply like anybody else. Now get. All right. I dump over a pile of his salt as I walk out. Just knock over the container. He's cursing you vehemently as you leave. And I say that all your food is too salty. This is terrible. You don't know what you're doing. He stabs you in the back with a kitchen knife. You're looking for motive in a in a murder mystery. <laughs> the guy pissed off the chef, said his food was too salty. His food is out of balance. All right, so you guys leave the kitchen. Uh, Prothean, you're the first to get to the top of the stairs. But when you do so, you realize that this leads up to a corridor and there are um, doors flung wide open at the end of a red runner carpet. And it's a wood paneled hallway with portraits line, lining the walls. And through the open doors down the hall, you can hear lively music and the shouts and joyous, raucous laughter of a party. I'm going to head towards the party. The rest of you have caught up with him as he strolls down the carpet, and servants are coming to and from with dishes. Some still have the, um, I'm not sure what the, I don't know what the actual name is. Do you know, Matt, where the cover over a plate of food? Oh, the, uh, you're talking like a chafing dish or a chafer dish? Yeah, just like the thing that they always oh, flourish okay. off to reveal the, the meal. Uh, I don't know what the actual name of, like, the... Like the lid is. Okay, well, it's a lid. It's a lid. <laughs> yeah. Some of them still have lids. Uh, other ones are clearly like it's a plate that has been completed. And looking into the room, you can see that it is a magnificent ballroom with a floor that is inlaid with um, lapis lazuli and uh, gold filigree, twining in patterns that evoke the wind or the tides. Curly cues over and around the feet of people as they are dancing 
amongst tables laden with food and a gallery of musicians. You can see everybody there is better dressed than you. Than me? The person that comes closest is Prothean, and even he looks meager and underdressed for this party. Damn. Called out by the literal god of the world. The ceiling is supported by enormous uh, brass arches, and hanging from the ceiling, you can see a magnificent chandelier that is studded with diamonds that hang down in crystal strands, and at the very tip of that chandelier, you can see a silver circlet, and only because you've seen it before do you recognize the runes written along its band that this hanging from the chandelier is the circlet of the Diadem Exorius. And that's where we're going to end our episode. Oh, that's some convenient fucking bullshit. I can just have my mage hand grab it and we're good to go. That's easy. This will I be cast darkness. We'll have to do that next time. How dare you. <laughs> well, I hope that you guys enjoyed this foray into the depths of the Trugalin service hatches and that the listeners at home enjoyed our next step in the adventure. We're that much closer to the diadem being complete. If you did enjoy what you heard, you can head over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser and leave us a five-star rating and review. We would love to hear from you and get your feedback. If you would like to chat with us in between episodes, you can reach out to us on social media at Death Saving Bros on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Reddit. I am personally available on Twitter at HP Camper. You can find me at Benfro15. I'm at I'm a underscore B underscore rad. Follow the Reddit. And you can find me after you guys message Betty White for me on OnlyFans with me and Betty White. You can find me on the PlayStation Network as Fat, F-A-T-T dash Smith. Who will not be accepting your friend request. Who will eventually accept your friend request. Eventually is a matter of months, not days. But play no games with you. Time is irrelevant. Only for Paul Camper, who I'm actually going to delete. Matt just has such a gravitas about him that time is skewed for him. (laughs) Yes. Those of you listening in your homes, in your cars, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws and we'll see you on the next one. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Deadly Roulette, Hot Swing, Monkeys Spinning Monkeys, Our Story Begins, Rons de Vache, Sweet Vermouth, and Thaxed Holst are by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0 and sourced from filmmusic.io. The tracks Lonely Mountain and Silent Motion are music by Orchestralis. The song Principium is copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. This track is used with permission, all rights reserved. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive.
This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.